Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in. So this is going to be a different type of podcast than normally what I do. Uh, To someone out there, this podcast is going to save you a ton of money. The right person listening in, it might save you a legal dispute and a real massive amount of stress. In this podcast, I'm going to cover how to hire a licensed general contractor for your home and how to hire a contractor for a home insurance project claim. So let's start with how to hire a contractor for your home project. First off, so not only am I the host of the Americana, my primary source of income is generated from being a licensed general contractor in the state of Oregon. I'm the owner of Johnson General Contractors, LLC. It's a fully licensed and bonded construction company based out of Beaverton, Oregon. I've been seeing a ton of issues out there lately with homeowners hiring contractors for home repairs as well as insurance claims. And they are ending in disaster. And I've been seeing a lot of this lately. So let's start with how to hire a contractor for your home, as this, I think, will help a lot of people out there. So I know there's a lot of people in the Oregon market that listen to this podcast, um, a lot in Portland, a lot around my area here in Beaverton even. I know there's some that are listening all across the United States. You guys all have similar uh, license and bonded requirements as well as CCBs, construction contractor boards, to go to for this. So if you own a home, listen in. This is really important. Okay. Step one, how to hire a contractor for residential remodels or repair work. First, you want to start by searching for a contractor in your local area. The reason for this, contrary to most beliefs, contractors do charge more the further they have to commute. It makes sense because you usually, you're on the clock once you start to commute, especially if you have employees with you. I mean, they're not going to wait 45 minutes during the drive before they start work. So find a contractor near you in your town. It's going to save you a lot of money. Second, look for three contractors to choose from. You know, go to Google or wherever your source is that you'd like to try to find contractors. Make good choices based off these choices off Google reviews, right? Try to find reviews for the contractors that you're finding that you want to base, to have to come out to your place to give you an estimate. Don't just go with the first contractor you find. That's a big mistake. Now, get three estimates from qualified contractors that you're comfortable with. Why get three? Because usually two might be way off from each other, and that will still leave you scratching your head. But the third estimate usually is the one that gives clarity because you have three to look at. It's not evens, it's odds. Because two will usually be close to each other, and one might be off. Or all three might be similar. Then you need to know what to look for after that. What to do for, what to look for in these estimates when you do get them. So now you've got three estimates in front of you. Well, you want to not get too hung up on price. And... I know you're thinking, what did he say? That's the most important thing. No, it's not. Don't get too hung up on price and let me explain. Now, let's say that you have a contractor 
like many that I know in the industry, I know many, many contractors in the industry, they notoriously give lower estimates than what they know the project will be able to be completed for. It's called a bait and switch. It's pretty common, but it's compensated by a poorly written estimate and a quick change order. Now it's legal. So how do you avoid this? By getting a very well-written estimate to begin with. Checking customer reviews on Google or other platforms to make sure that they're upstanding contractors. A negative review is easy for people to get. Anybody wants to jump and write something bad if somebody pissed them off. But a positive review means people genuinely were happy with who they hired and would refer them to anyone. Because this is essentially what they're doing. Next, once you have selected your contractor based off his or her estimate, you want to look up their CCB information off the Oregon CCB website or whatever state jurisdiction that you're in. If you're in another state other than Oregon, you have your own version or a similar CCB, Construction Contractors Board website. And you enter the CCB number into the website registry. There's a search. This will give you info like, are they licensed? Are they bonded? Are they insured? Have they had complaint history? Have they ever lapsed on their license or have they ever lapsed on their insurance? All good info before you hire them for a project. And the larger the project, the more important this process will become because losing $800 is substantially different than losing $80,000. Your home is typically your biggest investment. A good decision is imperative here. Now you have your contractor selected and you're ready to cut him a check. Well, what's, a re what's realistic to start? What does the contractor say? Well, what does the contract say? And a special note and advice to keep everyone happy. Make sure to keep your promissory signature note agreement intact with your contract, right? That's your promissory note. Pay what you agreed to. Don't bounce around, give them less and do this and that. Like, follow what the agreement is. Now, we request half of the labor and all of the building materials up front. Now, I say building materials because we can't control whether or not a customer wants to have installed a $1,200 bathtub or a $15,000 bathtub. And yes, bathtubs go that expensive. They even go more expensive. So this is why we separate this in our contracts. Okay, so you're giving your contract half down upfront plus building materials. Now in Oregon, where we're located, you should be giving or getting all three additional documents along with a copy of your contract. One is the information to owners about construction liens. This document outlines what liens are and how they work. The second document is notice of procedure and arbitration laws. The third is consumer protection notice and how to make your project successful. Now they need to give these documents by Oregon requirements for building. This should be given every time a contract is written and presented to a homeowner. They say in Oregon contracts only need to be written if the project is over $2,000. I personally say it needs to be written every single time you do a job for anyone, no matter what the dollar amount is clearly written as to what you are doing, what is expected, and the price that you're doing it for. This protects the homeowner 
and it protects the contractor doing the work. Don't do it without a contract. Now that those documents have been given, work should be scheduled in a timely manner and in an agreeable fashion. We make sure to never start a project over $2,000 unless the initial check has been cleared in our bank. This too protects the contractor. So expect that if you're a homeowner, expect that from some more experienced contractors that you're going to have to wait that seven day period for a check to clear and try not to be angry about it because sometimes contractors will do five days worth of work to figure out on the sixth day that the check didn't clear. And oops, they thought they had funds, but they didn't. Not a very nice thing to do to contractors. Not all customers are like that. But remember, contractors have been had things done to them the same way that homeowners have been done. So be good to each other. So what's the most important aspect of locating the right contractor to recap? Preferably five-star reviews, right? That's what we would ultimately want to strive for. Get pictures of their work, but... This is, a, this is great, but it can easily not be their projects. So remember that. So read the reviews. Make sure that they're licensed and bonded. Read the contract twice. Now listen to that. Read the contract twice before you sign it. Our base contract is 11 pages without any add-ins. It's all legal and protective items. Again, a one-page contract contractor is not being thorough enough. There cannot be enough details, I believe, in a one-page contract to protect the homeowner or the contractor. Now look for the additional, look for the detail of the work. I always tell homeowners, we are not going to be the least expensive contractor. And here's why. We add a lot of detail that some contractors miss or leave out intentionally to land the job. This is really bad later for them because it not only pisses the homeowner off, but it looks bad when it comes to review time for them. And homeowners feel like they have been part of a bait and switch, like what we talked about earlier. And in some cases, they have been. So follow these steps and protect yourself and your wallet. Make sure what they're doing is clearly outlined, specifying what the charges are. And you know that they're not missing something. And if you don't see it on there, maybe talk to them about it. So now that you have some insight on how to hire a residential contractor for your home projects, let's get into how to hire a contractor for an insurance project. Let's say you have a water damage or your house catches on fire. I just went out on a, an insurance claim today where the entire house caught on fire. All right, so you have an insurance agent that you like. You're a homeowner. You've, your, your agent is great, super cool guy or gal. You really get along with them. So you're not too worried about it. Well, here's some news that you need to be aware of. That isn't who you're going to be working with. This person you're going to be working with is not like your agent. Know who you're going to be working with is an adjuster who has no more experience in building than any other computer techie guy out there. Most adjusters I've found have zero experience in building. 
but no worries. They'll handle your claim properly. Yeah, right. So now you need to hire a contractor with experience and insurance claims. If you don't, you will literally suffer the consequences. Well, what does a contractor need to know to do insurance work? First off, to write an estimate that is solid so they cannot push back and forth. Insurance companies like to use a program called Xactimate. It is in my opinion that this is an extremely fraudulent program to use. It can easily be manipulated into lower or higher dollar amounts. So for this reason, I don't use it. I do exact hour for hour on projects. Insurance companies hate this because they can't argue with it. It clearly shows in black and white what I'm charging for, what the item is, and how many hours it's going to take to complete that said item. Whenever I get a lot of pushback from insurance companies, I simply tell them this. I write an insurance estimate that I can stand behind and validate to each hour I'm charging for in a court of law. Are you ready to do the same? Interestingly enough, they usually send over a check after that conversation because we as contractors are professional witnesses and they are not. See, insurance companies do not have your best interest in mind. They don't care about you. They care about getting this job handled at the lowest amount possible to do so. If a contractor sends in a job for $100,000, I know that they get pats on the backs and attaboys and who knows what else if they drop that substantial amount if they lower that 100,000 to let's say 75,000 there's a nice $25,000 cushion that they just made the company so make sure that the contractor knows how to write an insurance estimate they know how to verbally and grammatically articulate what needs to be done in contractual form this is very important and make sure that they have negotiated successfully at least five to 10 claims. This is where we started to see some real headway when we made this number. Um, now we've gone far beyond that, but we can see now we can clearly see through all the BS. So the best advice to break it down, hire a qualified contractor, make sure part of his advertisement or her advertisement in their website or their ads shows that they do insurance work before you hire them. Don't just assume all contractors are created equal because we're not. Don't trust your insurance company to take care of you because they won't. Without the help of a qualified contractor, you're in for a disaster and a very long road ahead. Do exactly what your qualified contractor tells you to do during the process and follow their advice from how to handle your adjuster to what to say and what not to say. They're waiting for you to make a mistake. How do I know? I'm waiting for them to make one. Again, if you need any help or have any questions, I truly am here to help anyone that has any questions about this. I know the construction industry is difficult to navigate. Insurance claims are absolutely just psychotic when it comes to knowing how to navigate these ridiculous things that are being put out there. I also do basic consultations for free as well as just overall advice. Um, I'm... I'm Keith Johnson. I'm the owner of Johnson General Contractors, LLC, based out of Beaverton, Oregon. Check us out at johnsongcllc.com. If you'd like to set up a time for free in-home estimate, 
you can request quotes too from the website. Uh, thanks again for listening in. I truly hope this helps someone out there. Uh, I know there are a lot of folks listening, so remember the biggest saying in contractual law, if it's not written, it's implied. And if it's only implied, it's not enforceable. Get it in writing. Until next time, take care, guys. I'm the host, Keith Johnson, and this is The Americana.